Welcome to 2024. Welcome to Brand New World. This is a Tuesday, January 2nd, 2024. I am your host, the founder, the executive producer of Brand New World, Brandon Lewis. I apologize for not being with you last Thursday. I am still recovering order from an illness, though I am a lot better than I was last week. I did end up posting my money line picks and my best bets for week 17. In the money line, I went 14 and 2. My only two misses were the Tampa Bay Buccaneers against the New Orleans Saints, which I also best bet in about minus two and a half. Um, so I really missed out. I was all in there on Baker Mayfield and the Bucs, and then they just let me down against Derek Carr and those New Orleans Saints, as well as, of course, my Philadelphia Eagles, unfortunately, falling to the number five seed after that shock of a game, losing at home to the Arizona Cardinals. Just like we've done in the last few weeks or so, I'm not going to talk about every single game on the slate just because there's games at this point in the NFL season that don't really matter as much when it comes to the standings, more so draft standings. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go for the seeding as it relates to the NFL playoff picture, and we'll go for it that way. Of course, Week 18 best bets and money line picks will come on Thursday. So the number one seed in the AFC officially does belong to the Baltimore Ravens after what they did to the Miami Dolphins. I best bet the Ravens minus three and a half. Really, over the last six weeks, you know, the Ravens, they took apart Seattle. They took apart the Lions earlier in the year. Beat down San Francisco handily on Christmas Day. Uh, beat the Rams in overtime on a punt return. The Ravens, really, this year, outside of that blown lead week 10 to the Browns, have looked like one of the best, if not the best, team in football all year long. At this point, Miami still does have the number two seed, but outside of beating Dallas at home, they have not beaten a great team. Though I do have a hunch of this week, they do come back at home. They they know what the narrative is. They were embarrassed last week by the Ravens. I think they play very well against a Buffalo team that is very different from the team they played in week four. Of course, new offensive coordinator Joe Brady as opposed to Ken Dorsey. The number three seed in the AFC is the Kansas City Chiefs, who got a much-needed win, though it wasn't pretty. Harrison Bunker had a kick, like I believe it was six field goals, uh, against Jake Browning and the Cincinnati Bengals, who were dominating for most of that game. But Kansas City finally got the pressure on Jake Browning. They got a couple explosive plays from Rasheed Rice in the passing game, from Isaiah Pacheco in the running game. And that was that. Now, Kansas City, to me, it looks like they're going to have to play Buffalo in the first round of the playoffs, and the way Buffalo was playing, as I have said here over the last month or so, the Bills and Ravens, to me, look like the two best teams in the AFC. Though, again, I think Miami does get Buffalo, is my hunch, on the Sunday night game, the last game of the year. But I do think a Bills-Ravens, you know, depending on how the playoff picture works, divisional round or AFC championship game, I could very well see happening. Kansas City just does not have consistent weapons on the outside this year. They're very Patrick Mahomes reliant. They're not explosive. And again, they got by Cincinnati and Jake Browning more because they're defense than their offense. ANC sounds really interesting because Jacksonville, obviously, they took care of Carolina with C.J. Beffer. Indianapolis defeated the Las Vegas Raiders, and then Houston just tore apart Tennessee. He was falling apart at the quarterback position, as I predicted earlier this year. So the AFC South now comes down to Jacksonville. 
They go to Tennessee. I think the Titans got to bottom out. I have a feeling Trevor Lawrence will play for the Jags. The Jaguars will win the South. If that does not happen, then C.J. Shroud, who's a lot better than the Colts team that he played in week two of this season, C.J. Shroud playing a lot better. It will be the Texans at the Colts. I do predict the Colts will win that game, so I think Jacksonville or Indianapolis will get the four seed. Though take on the Browns, who we know have been playing extraordinary football with Joe Flacco, as they obviously took apart the Jets. So the way I look at this thing, though, I think the Colts will be Houston. Now, if Houston were to somehow win, I think that that means the Steelers could potentially sneak into the playoffs here with and win. I think Baltimore is going to rest their starters on Saturday. So the way I see it right now, Baltimore obviously has the number one seed. I think Miami will keep the two. Kansas City at three, Jacksonville at four, Cleveland at five. I think Buffalo does manage to get in at that sixth spot, though. And I do think that the Colts will probably sneak in as that number seven seed in the AFC. NFC is pretty much already set. Listen, the Niners, they beat the Commanders. They're the number one seed because of Philadelphia falling. I think Dallas will take care of Washington. They will get the two. Obviously, the Lions will get the three. And now that controversial call during the Saturday night game, which obviously we all saw the replay. Um, we all know that in football, if you're an ineligible offensive lineman on the line of scrimmage, you have to report on the line of scrimmage. Taylor Decker did not do the rubbing of the jersey to report as eligible. So I do believe that the officials made the right call in that circumstance. Now, maybe somebody said that they were eligible and the other tackle was eligible. We don't really know. The bottom line is at this point, the Cowboys are more than likely going to get the number two seed, and the Detroit Lions are more than likely going to get the number three seed. The number four seed, I think Tampa will take care of Carolina. They'll get it. Again, I think they host Philadelphia. I don't know what's going on right now with my Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, I do think the Eagles, you know, they do have one of the best offensive lines in football. They do have one of the best defensive lines in football. I think it's coaching. I think it's scheme right now. I would not fire Nick Sirianni like there has been some talk of doing. I don't think Brian Johnson has been doing a terrible job, per se, as offensive coordinator. I think a lot of Philadelphia's problems have been on the defensive side of the football. And then the Rams, you know, they get the sixth seed. They probably beat the Giants. They'll rest up against the Niners. I think that Rams-Lions game is very interesting when it comes to the first round of the wild card. Matthew Stafford heading back to Detroit. The number seven seed, I think Green Bay beats Chicago in Lambeau. I think Jordan Love does what Aaron Rodgers could not do last year. And let's get the Packers into the playoffs. And that will mean Green Bay will go to Dallas, which to me is fascinating because Green Bay has been playing a lot better, but we know how great the Cowboys are at home. To me, obviously, Philadelphia can knock off Tampa. Then if the Rams can knock off Sam or knock off Detroit, which I think it's very possible. The way the Rams are playing, even in Detroit, you could have Rams at San Francisco for the third time. Philly at Dallas, the third time those two teams will be meeting in the divisional round. AFC, I do think the Browns can knock off the Jaguars or the Colts or the Texans again. Um, I think Buffalo will knock off Kansas City. 
Now, I don't think Indianapolis or Pittsburgh or whoever would be in that seventh seed could knock off Miami. So the way I look at it right now, Buffalo would go to Baltimore. Um, and then um, Kansas City would go, or excuse me, Buffalo as the sixth seed. They're, they're the lowest remaining seed. So Buffalo would go to Baltimore. Cleveland then would go to Miami. I'm not sure Cleveland could win going to Miami. So I think it could be Miami potentially against Buffalo again. You know, I think Buffalo could go into Baltimore and win the way they're playing. I think Miami, Baltimore, or Buffalo, uh, Miami would be your AFC championship game there. Very fascinating picture because also Buffalo gets the number two seed. You know, can Miami go down to Kansas City? I'm not sure that they necessarily can. Kansas City then could go up to Buffalo. Cleveland then could go to Baltimore, which makes for a fascinating matchup because Cleveland already beat them this year with Deshaun Watson. So I'm very fascinated to see how this NFL picture works out. Again, in best bets, I did hit the Browns over the Jets. They killed them on Sunday Night Football. Uh, we we hit the minus seven-point spread. Baltimore obviously killing Miami. We hit the minus three and a half. I took the Bears. You know, this is one of those games that, again, doesn't really matter. It's more for playoff seeding. Bears are going to be a very interesting team that we will talk about, though, more so in the offseason. They did cover the three, and then Pittsburgh. I said they would cover the three and a half. I thought they were better than Seattle. Mason Rudolph's been playing well. Steelers win. We went four for five in best bets. That puts us on the year. In the money line, after going 14 and two this week, at 174 and 82. Best bets, we ended up going four for five on the week. That puts us at 56 out of 84 with one push. On the year. Two great games to start the football year in college football. Alabama-Michigan. I thought it was going to be a close game. Did not love the play call there at the end with Jalen Milrow and the QB draw. I thought you had a pass in that situation. Nonetheless, you did see it in overtime. Michigan's offensive line slowly start to wear down Alabama, which is what I expected to happen. Washington, Texas was more of a shootout, obviously. Michael Penix and Washington proved that beating Oregon twice this year was no fluke. And I thought, really, uh, this sets up a very fascinating matchup with Washington's high-flying offense. Kaylin DeBoer, a very good head coach, against Jim Harbaugh with the NFL potentially looming here um, with, with Michigan. So... I thoroughly enjoyed both games. Nothing really surprising. I think Penix, J.J. McCarthy is going to be an interesting duel. Both of these teams now set up with, you know, a franchise quarterback potentially going in the first round of the NFL draft. We'll talk more about the game on Thursday. But I thought both these teams were very evenly matched in both games. Um, Again, we saw with Georgia defeating Florida State. And then we saw with, you know, Ohio State losing to Missouri in the Gator Bowl. There was really, you can make an argument, five teams this year that could win the College Football National Championship. Sorry, Florida State crowd, you were not included. I don't care about your undefeated record. I said it, you were not the same team when Jordan Travis went out. We all saw it. Everybody saw it. And so for that reason, I think Alabama proved that they were probably number five. I mean, even though they beat Georgia, they had to be in. Georgia sent a message to the committee that they probably should have been in over Alabama, even though they lost with how close that game was. Again, I think this is why the 12-team college football playoff 
is not going to be as successful as most people think it is because we're going to get a lot of blowouts until you get down to the final four or even potentially the final six. It does get me excited, though, for next year because Michigan does play both Texas and Washington. I think the Big Ten and the SEC, it's going to be a big year for college football next year. I already talked about that as it relates to expansion. But at the end of the day, you know, Michigan was the best team all year long. You could have made an argument Washington was the second best team all year long, right up there next to Georgia. And now we're going to get a great duel set up for the national championship game. Can you smell what The Rock is cooking? And what The Rock is cooking is a match with the head of the table, the tribal chief, the undisputed WWE Universal Champion, Roman Reigns. Last night, Monday Night Raw sold out San Diego, California. The Rock interrupted Jinder Mahal. He gave him a spine buster. He gave him the people's elbow. And then he said he was going to go out to eat on the town in San Diego. But he wasn't going to sit at a booth. He wasn't going to sit at the bar. No, folks. He was going to sit, excuse me, at the head of the table. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it is happening. Finally, finally, finally. The match that I have been waiting for and that many in the WWE Universe have been waiting for for years. Dwayne The Rock Johnson trying to defend the Hawaii family, the Samoan dynasty, against the tribal chief, the head of the table, Roman Reigns, for the WWE Undisputed Universal Championship. And I'm sorry to all those Cody Rhodes fans out there. I know my good buddy Michael Reiner has compared him and said he may be the John Cena of this generation. I know everybody's behind Cody. Everybody wants to see Cody Rhodes and Roman Reigns' title defense. Everybody is sick of Roman Reigns' title defense. Everybody wants to see Cody Rhodes become the new champion. Everybody except for yours truly. I'm sorry, American Nightmare. Your time is not now. Your time can be WrestleMania 41, WrestleMania 42, whenever we are ready to end the Roman Reigns championship reign. I'm here to say the rumors out there of this match potentially taking place at Elimination Chamber should not be correct. If I was booking and if I was in charge of WWE, and you know, I have praised Triple H's booking style ever since he took over in July of 2022, I would make, excuse me, I would make this match the main event of night two of WrestleMania 40. I believe this is the biggest match possible. As great as Cody Rhodes is, he is not a main a mainstream star. And that is a huge difference. The Rock is a mainstream star. Everybody's talking about The Rock. Even this segment last night on Monday Night Raw, they are talking about. The Rock brings eyeballs to the product. When not a lot of people are watching the product, that's a big deal. WrestleMania is mainstream, as we all know, and as I have said for years. Also, do we really want to see The Rock vs. Roman Reigns at Elimination Chamber? As much as I'm excited about Elimination Chamber, as much as I think the premium live event is going to be great, it is going to be on at 6 a.m. Eastern, it sounds like, in the United States. Um... I think you're potentially losing viewership there if you go with the Rock Roman Reigns there. And I just think it's a more money match. And again, I'm not against Cody Rhodes. I just don't see Cody Rhodes as 
world championship material. And as my good buddy Michael Reiner has also told me before, right here on this podcast, the money is in the chase. And I don't see a clear direction for Cody Rhodes once he becomes an undisputed champion. I do want to see feuds with Roman Reigns, but guys such as AJ Styles, CM Punk, Sheamus. I want to see an LA Knight rematch. Down the line, Carmelo Hayes, Ron Breaker. Um, you know, I do want to see eventual Solo Sokoa feud. Maybe you do a Fatal 4-Way with Reigns, Jay, Jimmy, and Solo. There are options out there for Roman Reigns that have the Undisputed Championship against, you know, Roman Reigns-Gunther match, potentially on the table down the line. There's so much meat on the bone there that I don't think it's time to give up on Roman Reigns' championship reign. I think The Rock is a huge deal. I think you could put Cody Rhodes in a match against Drew McIntyre or some other match. Like, I just, I don't think Cody Rhodes is the guy. I said this last year. It's why I defended Roman Reigns retaining the championship. I don't think Cody Rhodes is the guy to finish the story. If I had to pick one guy out there to finish the story for Roman Reigns, it would be Seth Rollins with their history dating all the way back to the Shield. I think Seth Rollins has definitely earned it. I love the Worldweight Championship run he's on right now. And I think, you know, down the line at a WrestleMania, whether it's 41, 42, 43, etc., I think we're going to get a one-on-one Roman Reigns-Seth Rollins match. Or maybe Dean Ambrose, you know, or John Moxley, whatever you want to call him by chance, couldn't back to WWE by then. But this is the match that I've been waiting for for years. Uh, as I mentioned, The Rock defending the Iowa family going up against Roman Reigns. I cannot wait for it. I hope it happens at WrestleMania 40 instead of Elimination Chamber. I do feel like if it happens at Elimination Chamber, the outcome is spoiled where there is that little bit of a chance that Rock does end Roman's story at WrestleMania 40, though it is unlikely. Again, I do think that if Roman Reigns does uh, face Rocket Chamber. It pretty much solidifies Roman Cody, WrestleMania 40. But even then, I'm not even sure if Roman Reigns does lose the Undisputed Championship. Ladies and gentlemen, he may not show up all the time, but we are in a historic reign, the reign of the Tribal Chief. And this is the one match that makes total sense from a part-timer outside perspective, and it has to happen on the biggest stage. And that big stage is not a Elimination Chamber in front of 70,000 people, though, again, Perth is going to be awesome. I hope Rio Ripley main events of that show against, you know, a, a woman, you know, her caliber uh, in the women's division, maybe even inside the Elimination Chamber. But at the end of the day, Rock Roman should main event night to a WrestleMania, not Rock and Cody. And that'll do it for this edition of Brands World. Thank you guys so much for listening to my thoughts on the NFL Week 17, on the College Football Playoff, on the Rock versus Roman Reigns. When we come back on Thursday, we will be breaking down the National Championship game, plus Week 18 NFL, Moneyline Picks, and Best Bets.